Hello and welcome. Um, as you will have seen in the uh, podcast title, uh, this particular episode is is entitled To Love or To Tolerate. And it's been born out of a, a conversation I actually had, Peter, with a um, guy that I was a cousin of mine, married to a cousin, and we we're picking up a kanga about three or four A cousin weeks. who's married to a cousin? Yeah, sorry, he's not a cousin, but he's married to a cousin, and therefore right. we spent a bit of time with him. Steve McAllister, if you're listening, hello. And um, we we're picking up this machine, and we got we got talking about love and the dynamic of love, and, and I realised that f- for a... For for a large part, when I'm around people that um, are difficult, in my opinion, um, I had perhaps... Stop looking at me. Yeah, I perhaps, you know, tolerated them more than loved them. And there is a big difference because toleration to me kind of feels like you've got clenched teeth, you bear with them, and finally the time's up and you can escape and go and get around people you really like. And uh, started reflecting on that. We shared that with the Dakies when we were getting together with them a couple of um, weeks ago. And, and then I, I just stumbled across Romans chapter 12, verse 9. And it says, don't just pretend to love others. I think what he's saying is, don't tolerate. Act, actually love. Re- really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. And um, then I was reflecting on, uh, you know, is it 1 Corinthians 13, when he's speaking specifically about love. And, and you know, anything we do that has not love is like a gong. And so can we even do things that look like love and if there is not love, then it's not really loving. And so I'm not seeking to kind of get downcast and hard on ourselves, but that we would have a transformation as we um, renew ourselves um, and become like our creator. And uh, I don't know, would you like to reflect on the distinction and what happens within us and how that bears itself out? It's a good question, Craig, to love or to tolerate. And the reason... It's a necessary question is because people aren't like me. <laughs> the people that it's going to be hardest for us to love are those who are polar opposites from us and those who are most like us. Because right, those who right. are most like us will do similar things to us but not exactly the same way as us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those who are polar opposites will be coming from a totally, completely different perspective and... The thing behind it all is understanding the stressor points are precisely that, that when we're under stress, when we're under pressure, then we find it much more difficult to love, but we know that we're called to be in community and so we tolerate rather than love and not, not giving ourselves an out, but to be fair... Sometimes, sometimes that's okay, but not, okay, but yeah. not, but not forever. Because, as you said before, when it comes through clenched teeth, it'll be seen as coming through clenched yeah, teeth. Yeah, yeah, people get that, don't they? And so there's there's a couple of different levels to explore this on, and one of them is to address the reason why I'm finding that I'm tolerating someone instead of going deeper into love. The first place to look at that is within myself. And to see what what issues are there in my life, what triggers is that person pressing or what buttons is that person pressing in my life? They may be the one pressing the button, but the buttons are actually in my life. Yeah, okay. So we blame them because they're pressing the buttons, but the buttons are my hurt, my upbringing, my perception of things, the way I respond to things, the way I see the world... And if I see the world a certain way and other people don't, then I assume they've got the problem. But the problem's actually my narrow view of the world. And so very often we respond to things out of rejection, out of hurt, 
out of insecurity, out of physical tiredness, yeah, out of pressure, out of expectations, and usually when we dig into them, we find that many of those expectations are from within, not from without. Most of the time, when I think that there are expectations, I realise the other person didn't have anywhere near the expectations that I thought, but most of them are expectations that I thought the other person would have. Right, well, there's, big, there's a big feedback loop. Yeah, so I actually was, wasn't liberated to love them because of the expectations I thought they had. Then I realised I didn't have those expectations and I'd just been tolerating them. Yeah. So actually the issue was my own insecurity, which is the reason why I had those expectations. Yeah. So the first place to look is is within ourselves. Yeah. And to constantly go to the Father and to surrender to the Father and, and ask the Father to give us the, the heart and the, the mind and the will and the love of Jesus to yeah. be able to love other people even as we are loved amidst the complexity of ourselves. Yeah. That that's fantastic. I mean, I was only reflecting this morning as I walked past the Australian pizza bar early. Um that you know, it, when I'm under pressure, and this is I'm just picking up on something you've just said. When I'm under pressure, it's it's much more difficult when I have an agenda in mind, either in the, in, in the person that's in front of me or something I've got to do, to really sit and to appreciate who they are and how they've been created. And and you know, once again, to flick back to what Wall highlighted out of Grant Villem's um, email that uh, we we give life to the good and and the 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 bad will die out of neglect. So you know when I think there's a stewardship aspect for me personally that says, you know, if I'm busy, if I'm under the pump, if I'm really trying to get things done, it's difficult to sit in with people and appreciate who they are because if they're not conforming to what I need to get done, then it's annoying. It is. And I don't want to give us too much of an out for this, but I do. But I also don't want to put us under under pressure That's true. to, to self-condemn. You, you take a couple who are newly married and husband leaves his jocks lying on the floor and... Uh, she overlooks that and she even picks them up maybe in love <laughs> as maybe not as she takes them to the laundry but now fast forward six years and they've got four kids under the age of six and those same jocks lying on the floor are the trigger for him getting a spray yeah yeah uh, the difference is the level of complexity that is in her life now yeah. as compared to when it was before and in case this illustration sounds sexist we shouldn't be leaving our flipping jocks on the floor and we should be doing the washing yeah, yeah, because yeah. we live in the household. Husbands but, love your wives like you. Exactly. But, but just using it as an example to, to show that the level of complexity in our lives, the level of pressure and the level of tension. So like many things I'm discovering in life, the answer to the question to love or to tolerate has a much deeper reservoir and that's the invitation that Jesus gives us to rest and to put margins in our life, which we spoke about in an earlier podcast. Another place that I would like to go with this is to trust other people to the Father and to trust the Heavenly Father with other people. What I mean by that is we are not the arbiter, we are not the judge, we are not the jury on other people's personalities, on other people's reactions and other people's responses. Other people respond the way they are out of their own history and out of their own person and many times out of their own unique creation. And we have no control over that. What we do have control over is ourselves and what we do have responsibility for ourselves uh, is for ourselves. 
One of the scriptures I, I absolutely love is in First Peter chapter 2, when it says about Jesus that we should that, that he suffered, First Peter 2, reading from verse 20 onwards, yeah, if you endure when you were beaten for doing wrong, what credit is that? But if you endure when you do right and suffer for it, you have God's approval. For to this you have been called, because Jesus Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was abused, he did not return abuse. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. Mm. So Jesus trusted himself into the hands of the Father. When, when the question comes to love or to tolerate in a situation of conflict, I find this premise works well based on 1 Peter chapter 2. If we are in the wrong, we have no defence. If we are in the right... Follow the example of Jesus Christ and let the Father be our defence. That's, that's good, Peter. Yeah. And as the Father is our defence and we do our business with the Father, then that moves us from tolerance to love. Yeah, that's great. But if I'm constantly concerned about the other person and in my mind I am micromanaging their responses, their personality over which I've got no control and no responsibility and no authority... I'm going to end up in a in a mess. Yeah. Can I throw this in the mix? Um, I've been reflecting on Ephesians 3, and in there it says, make allowance for each other's faults. Forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And then you flick back to Ephesians chapter 4, and in there Paul says, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. And, um, you know, the short story is, People will have faults just like we have faults. And so, you know, there's an internal, uh, there's an introspection and there's a dying to self and there's a there's an understanding that sometimes other people annoy us because of what's in us. But genuinely, we all have faults and, and to make allowance for it is another word for allowance, to give margin to it. Exactly. And that's why St. Paul in Romans chapter 12, which you quoted earlier, he goes on to say near the end in verse 18... If it is possible, or firstly, verse 17, do not repay anyone evil for good, yeah. but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Yeah. He's almost Big thing. he's almost giving us an allowance for tolerating because he knows that in community we're not always going to see eye to eye. But not seeing eye to eye is no excuse not to love. But recognising, as we said earlier, the distinction between our personalities, our histories, our upbringings, our social conditioning, our giftings, means that we not only tolerate, but we love other people as being unique. And we know that if the world was all like us, what a pathetic, miserable, boring, bland, beige place it would be. Yeah. It's the it's the differences and the distinction in, in, in other people that, that make the world colourful. And so to know that there will be things where we are going to clash, where we're going to disagree, but in the midst of that, to move from tolerance to love is a high calling. Mm. And what I like that St Paul says there, as if I'm the arbiter of that, it's not what I like, but <laughs> what, what, what strikes a chord with me is he says that, as far as it depends on you. Yeah, and so, again, yeah. we get to take responsibility for it. I, I remember when I was on Vicarage, 
1982 in Sydney and I'd had a Dear Peter letter from a girl that I was a bit keen on and I, I, I thought that there was a bit more to the relationship that uh, obviously she didn't. So I went and asked my vicar father, Carl Dola, what, what happens when you're married? What happens if sometime in the future you, you wake up one day and you don't have love for your wife? Does, does that happen? What, 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 what do you do in that situation? And he didn't answer me as to whether it happens or whether it doesn't happen directly, but indirectly he did. He said, Peter, when that happens, I get down on my knees and I ask the Father to give me love for yeah. my wife. Yeah. And so way back then... As a, as a young whippersnapper, I learned that love is a choice and that out of the choice and the, the, the hardcore choice to love, feelings will eventually result. But, but firstly, we, we act in a loving way towards those who maybe, maybe um, rub us up the wrong way most. And then, then we, th we well, we think we think loving thoughts of them. We ask the Father to change our mind, and, and we start thinking loving, loving uh, thoughts about them. Then we start acting in loving ways for them. And I find that the people who challenge me most are the ones that I'm called to serve. Yeah, the greatest and the deepest. Uh, Mother Teresa says, um, "When we pray, we believe. When we believe, when we love, when we love, we serve." Exactly. And so, in a house church or in a local kingdom community. You know, we wash the feet of each other regularly through forgiveness, through acceptance, through being the first to do the menial tasks, to being the hospitable ones, to being the people to take the initiative, to being the people to phone, to being the people to start with prayer, to being the people to bless. And when we start to think, how come I'm the one that always has to bless first? How come I'm the one that always has to forgive first? That's when we know we've moved from love to tolerance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's when we go to the Father, we do our business with him. And remember, as we talked about in another podcast, that the secret to Jesus' foot washing uh, of the disciples is that it says there, as you've highlighted before, Joppo, Jesus, knowing where he had come from and where he was going, took off his robe and put on a towel and began to wash his feet. So we go back to our identity as loved ones of the Father. And in our identity and in the security of our identity, we are now free to move deeper from tolerance to love. Mm. And it's not what we should do, but it's who we are that uh, is, a motivate, is what motivates us to our action. Look, um, to touch on this for 15 minutes, the idea of, of love is uh, doesn't do anything close to the justice that is required for such a topic. And, uh, and it probably highlights the, uh, the fact that these podcasts are only really just to stimulate thoughts and processes in your own heart and your relationship and your faith with Christ so that as you go, you are the witness of Christ and, and uh, you're also prompted to renew yourself in the life of Christ and the gift of Christ's life in you. Um, see you next time.